very good afternoon to you, our cherished listeners and viewers. It is always indeed super exciting to come your way every Wednesday with your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is piled by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Masterclass is also brought to us by First Code Management Services and they say industry, get it right. Masterclass comes your way every Wednesday at 1.15 p.m. here on your Superstation Joy 99.7 and runs all the way through to 2 15 p.m. here on your superstation. It is indeed the seventh day of April in the year of our Lord, the fourth month of the year. We always say here on the show that if there's something that you plan to do, something you've you've put down as a New Year's resolution, something you're thinking of doing, a business you're thinking of starting, whatever it is you want to do, time and tide does wait for no man. So just get started. Just start working on it, start doing it, and then by all means be able to um, have some result for it. In the last couple of weeks in our conversation, and um particularly our show last week. We rounded up our conversation in the last few weeks, which was centered on the AFTA, which is Africa Continental Free Trade Area, and the immense benefit that was going to bring to our businesses. I won't dwell too much on that today because we had about four four weeks of, of, of masterclass sharing with us the benefits of it. And we said here on the show that if you don't know what it's about, find out all the relevant information, go to our Facebook page, download all the videos of masterclass on the AFTA, which is in the last four weeks, and first of all, get educated. Then find out where the secretariat is because it's right here in Ghana. And by all means, after you've done that, reach out and you'll be able to get as much help and information as possible. Today, we want to go on to a different aspect of our conversations here on Masterclass. And like we do here on Masterclass, everything we do here is to help make your businesses better, make your businesses more effective and make your businesses more efficient. Because if at that level where your businesses become successful, then together as an economy, as a nation, we all become better and Ghana becomes great and strong like we all want it to be. So today's conversation is going to be looking at, if you like, one of the of the things that COVID-19 has brought on. COVID-19 has brought on many things. I mean, when we get interactive, um, I'm sure I'm going to be hearing a lot from you, Materis listeners, on what effect COVID-19 has had on you and your business. We've had occasion on this program to discuss that. And one of the things we, we, we spoke strongly was that it has changed the way we live and has changed the way we do things. I dare say that it has changed our culture because what is culture? Culture is the way a group of people live and behave their beliefs, their aspirations. One of such areas we're going to be looking at is the way we work, the way we work. And you will hear a lot of things today going on about working remotely, having access to your documents, um, working from home. As some people have come to put it, there are institutions in this city of Accra and in other parts of this country who have not been to the office since March or February last year when COVID struck. And yet, there are also institutions which have been to the office throughout the process by various definitions and not necessarily by choice. What do you do? What's the nature of your work? Can all professions work from home? Can we do radio from home? Do our frontline health workers, can they work from home? What is it that you do? What's the nature of what you do? Today's conversation will be focusing on working remotely, the technology angle or the technology support, if you like. How does technology support the agenda of working from home? And it's a very interesting conversation. You might want to stay tuned in and find out how the use of technology can help your business or what you do and make it a bit more efficient. We've talked about automation and making our systems more efficient and all that, but this goes a bit beyond automation. This is necessitated by the current situation we find ourselves in. 
Are people receptive? Are people ready? Do they have the platforms? Do they have the systems? What is the threat that is available? How does it affect me? There are people who will not go to guitar for any reason because they think that a faceless person will will hack into their business. All of these conversations, we'll try and have them here on the show. Um, we've been joined here in the studio by... And we couldn't have had a better resource person because this person is also a member of the multimedia family and um, he's a tech consultant, technology consultant. That's what he does when he's not here at multimedia. And he's also in charge of a show here for those of us who listen avidly to um, Joy FM. He's also the moderator of the show we refer to as the Geek Squad, the Geek Squad. And essentially they talk about everything technology. Um, technology is for everyone. It's not for some people. We always say that as for technology, it's for the IT people. No, today, the way the world is going is for everyone. Um, help me welcome here to the show this afternoon, Kobe Spike Nkrumah. Kobe, you're welcome to the show. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Right, and as if it's by design, for those who are watching us live on Facebook, by the way, we're streaming live on Facebook, so you can by all means go to our, um, our Facebook page and watch us live. As if it's by design. Kobe is not with me here in the studio because we're trying to share information on how you can work remotely. So Kobe is at a remote location, and he's going to talk to us about how you can work remotely, and he's going to start that by not being present in the space. So Kobe, all of these conversations about working from home, the technology angle, I'm going to let you talk to us for, say, 10, 12 minutes, and then we'll get interactive and try and get some of our listeners to chip in. I'm, um, um, let's say, I, I, I'm a shoe seller. I, I live in Mataeko. How do I work from home? How do I take advantage of the delivery yeah. services that are available and also work from home? Is working from home for everybody? Is it just for some people? What are the benefits? Is it even possible? Are we just following blindly? Can't we do things our own way? Is it even traditional? Why are we copying somebody? You know, all of the things that surround this conversation, give us a perspective, lay it out for us in a certain chronology, and then we'll get interactive at some point. Talk to us, Kobe. Mm-hmm. Right. So primarily what people need to realize is that working from home and working remotely are not exactly the same thing. I mean, you can be working remotely and be working from home, but you can be working remotely and not working from home. You can be sitting at a coffee shop and be working, or you can be on an airplane going to Paris for holiday and still be working. And I believe that some people have been working remotely for a very long time. Um, Some CEOs, some top-level executives are constantly working remotely because they cannot be in one location, you know, the whole time. Um, One thing that happened during COVID was that a lot of people realized that they needed to get out of the office. They needed to stop moving a lot. And people had to be at home for safety reasons and for health reasons. And in our case, for instance, or should I say in my case, where most of my clients were companies who needed to get their workers home so they could work remotely and then keep files secure, be available at all times. One question that used to come up a lot of the time by business owners was, how can I keep tabs on my workers? What what if they're just having fun at home? You know, they were always concerned about those things. And I used to tell them that, listen, this has been going on for a long time. People who freelance all the time are working from wherever they want to work. And you can't, control how people work remotely. You can only expect results. And now that's the most important thing. The most important thing is that to ensure that tasks are you know, completed, targets are met, and results are delivered. 
So once that you conscientize yourself, that's what I'm looking for, then you will not be bothered by, hey, are my people going to be working at this time? Are they not having fun or playing? And if it's your own business, like you mentioned, if you're a shoe maker and you're, you had a shop and now you want to work remotely, that's even easier because you're running your own business. Um, right now, social media, the internet has given us a platform. It's given us ability to be everywhere at once. So if let's say uh, you're looking to reach people in the rest of the country, starting with, you can reach them by using social media, by using the internet, by using you know Google Marketplace, creating a website, all that kind of thing. That can help you as a small business owner. But as a, uh, a medium to large scale business, it's usually very difficult because one main issue is security files being sent from one point to the other and you know documents that need to be signed um people who have to be available for meetings and yeah there came zoom which we're using right now i'm zooming with you in the studio from all the way from one part of accra to the other and i didn't have to move if i had to move i definitely would have made it on time so security as i mentioned as number one um sensitive files imagine working in a financial institution and you had to send certain files to the office you'd be you'd be concerned about the security of those files and you don't know in 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 the offices in banking um, institutions for instance they have certain protocols that govern how they work but when you move out of the office those protocols are somewhat compromised so when i say compromised in the sense that someone could intercept a document that you are sending. So if you're working remotely and you're working with sensitive files, you want to be sure that your security is top-notch. One such way of ensuring this is VPNs, virtual private networks. Now, that became a big thing. Everybody was asking me, hey, what's up with the VPNs? Why do we need a VPN when we're working from remote? When we're at work, we're not using VPN. When you're at work, your, your IT team was basically, you know, securing you they were like a blanket over you they were like your own shield preventing you from attacks and everything lots of things that you weren't seeing they were doing for you now that you're not under that protection there's a whole lot of um opening to anyone who could be eavesdropping on your network or sitting in between you and your destination when i say between you and your destination when you send an email and let's say you're working remotely, you're in a coffee shop, a lot of people make the mistake of connecting to free Wi-Fi because, yeah, it's cheap and it's free. And if I'm in the coffee shop with you, if any, any bad players in the coffee shop with you, they're also connected to that Wi-Fi and you're sending that sensitive document across, that person could intercept it and then steal the documents or they could actually change whatever it is. If it's, let's say, if I wanted to change the figures, I could just, intercept that document change figures in the document and it would it would really affect you or if it's sensitive um, transactions that you're making i could steal uh transaction information that could be your card details your bank details all that stuff any bad player on that network could grab that information so security is very very key when you decide to work remotely unless of course what you're doing has nothing to do with security nothing that you have to protect so like back to the analogy of the shoemaker who is selling probably just making their shoes and selling the only thing they may be using the internet for that may not be secure maybe or and i use secure you know carefully because 
you still need security with that, but that's not sensitive. Um, maybe they are documenting how they make their shoes to attract people's attention to their products, or they're trying to advertise their products. Now, the reason why I said that I will use the security carefully was because a lot of businesses, small businesses are selling their products on Instagram. Now on Instagram, it's come to our, you know, uh, our, our awareness that a lot of hackers are stealing Instagram social media accounts, specifically Instagram, because that seems to be easier. To, that's what a lot of people do not protect more. And so if you're that business person, small business person, your, your business sits on social media, specifically Instagram, you want to secure that account. You want to make sure that you have something we call two-factor authentication. And two-factor authentication basically means that it's not just your username and password. Anytime you enter your password, a code is sent to the person, you, the person who's logging in, to confirm that you're the person trying to log in. Because if, say, someone on the side got access to your username and password, they could log in. But if you have two-factor authentication enabled, they can never bypass that. Unless, of course, they get access to your phone, maybe you use your phone number as your two-factor authentication, or you have an authenticator on your phone, then they could bypass it and get in. But let's just say they don't get that. You have to protect your account, protect your username and password, and then you know put your two-factor authentication. Password is also very important. People use very, very easy passwords, like password one, two, three, four, or their phone numbers, or their date of birth, it's, it's very easy for someone to guess. I mean, just last, um, a couple of days ago, there was, a, there was a new story about Facebook being breached and about 533 million accounts data leaked. Now, what this means is that you have user names, the person's name, the person's date of birth, and their phone number leaked in that database. Now, if I have these three um, data points, it's very easy for me to build a profile out of you and build an attack, hack you, get that details, and then log in. But it will be very useless if you have two-factor authentication. Then I can't get that access into your device. I mean, yes, it could go further. The person, if the person really, really has meant you, as we think, and if the person has meant you, then the person would go an extra mile to get it. So in as much as possible, security is something you want to pay very close attention to and keep your cards close to your chest. That that'll be your, your personal details. Now, way from security, then you have to now think about the internet connection that you're going to be using because it can be very, very, very important. It can be very dangerous to to you know be on a network. I mentioned already a network that's not secure. And then again, your network has to be reliable. If you're working for me and then I'm expecting a document at one o'clock, and then at one o'clock you don't send a document, you send it at two o'clock and you ask me, I ask you and you say, Oh, my internet, really? There are so many options to, and there's so many ways to making sure that your internet is stable if you're gonna be working remotely. And remote work doesn't also mean that you're only working within the country you're working in. You could be working for clients outside of Ghana. You're working for someone in the US, in the UK, anywhere in the world. I mean, that's the power of the internet. The internet has made it possible for us to reach anyone, anywhere. Now, if you're working remotely, and your internet is not reliable. Imagine the Zoom conversation we're having right now. I probably would not have been making any sense because I'll be breaking up, there'll be drops, and it would be pretty much useless. 
And so imagine that you're a business and you have to have a meeting with partners all over the world and you're the only one whose statements cannot be heard because your internet is not reliable. Some would ask, so what would be a reliable internet connection? I, I can't say one network connection would be reliable because today that may be reliable, tomorrow it may not be reliable. And maybe you are in circle today and it's fast and you end up in prime time and it's not fast. So you have to be very sure of the internet source you're using the destination, not the destination, where you are, your location can determine the internet speed. And there's been a time when I had to be driving around, running speed tests to find an ideal place to have to download a file because my internet in my area at the time was terrible. Now, someone would ask, so how are you doing an internet test? Um, you can use, there's so many ways of doing it. Open your browser, you can do fast.com, you go to fast.com or you do speedtest.net and it would run a speed test by sending files to and from servers to see how fast your internet connection is. Now, if you're getting anything, ideally, I would run a, a speed test. You should be getting something between five megabyte, megabits per second and above. If you're getting anything less than that, it's not really ideal. So it would be very, very ideal for you to run a speed test, make sure that your internet connection is, you know, between five and above. Anything above five, you're good. If you're getting gigabits per second, two thumbs up for you. You are perfect. You're in a perfect space or a perfect place. But if you're getting anything less than five megabits per second, mm, that could be worrisome. That would affect your video conferencing. That could affect you sending large files across the internet. That could even affect you downloading large files across the internet. So you have to make sure that your internet speed is ideal. And if you find a location that maybe your location in your home, your internet speed is not good, you might want to check around your neighborhood, maybe the ne nearby coffee shop, check your internet speed there. Take your own internet for security reasons, as I mentioned. Take your own internet there, try, and then find a good internet speed. What could also impact your own internet speed at home could even be the placement of your Wi-Fi router. Now, a lot of people don't know that that's very, very important. I've been to people's offices, homes, and the Wi-Fi router is sitting in a corner on the floor somewhere. That is very, very counterintuitive. And ideally, a Wi-Fi router should be in the center as high as possible and away from a lot of, as, away from as much glass as possible because glass blocks the signals and what cements, the cement walls, the more walls you have. So if you're gonna put your Wi-Fi router in let's say your, your storeroom, for instance, you have defeated the purpose of the Wi-Fi router. Ideally, you should put it somewhere high above because the waves flow, if you're watching on Facebook, you probably see how I'm demonstrating, it flows downward in circular manner. It doesn't flow like the way, you know, like people expect Wi-Fi signals to be like, laser pointed at a certain location it just goes straight there and then it reaches there and it gets it no it's their waves so it goes out in ripples and you want to make sure that your wi-fi router is up make put it away from a lot of glass and check the number of devices connected to it the more devices connected to it some of them may be downloading in the background you may be thinking that oh i'm i'm connected to the wi-fi it's slow Maybe there's a device connected to your Wi-Fi that's probably downloading a movie. Your TV is probably connected to your Wi-Fi, streaming Netflix. 
your other devices are probably connected to your Wi-Fi. Also running maybe a software update, Windows update, for example. You want to make sure that all these things are not impacting your internet speed, i.e. your Wi-Fi router. And if your Wi-Fi router is more than five years old, this might be a good time to change it because we have new Wi-Fi technologies out there right now. Yours is probably Wi-Fi ABG. There's N Wi-Fi N. There's AC. There's AC plus. So you want to get the latest in Wi-Fi technologies to ensure that you're getting optimal internet speed. Now, away from that, uh, from internet speed, another thing too that a lot of people want to be want to know about working remotely tech-wise is the device you're going to use to have access to all these things. That's your laptop or your desktop. Preferably, if you're going to be using a desktop, you must make sure that you have a UPS. We, in this part of the world, in Ghana specifically, where we have very erratic power supply, you might be in the middle of a meeting using a desktop, not connected to a UPS, and the power goes out. What happens is that your computer goes off. If you're working on a document as well and the power goes out, your document is lost. I mean, albeit it's recoverable, but it could be recoverable, but you don't want to take chances. Maybe you just did a, uh, a, an edit two seconds ago and then the power went off and then it wasn't auto-saved. So you want to make sure if you're using a desktop, you have a UPS that a desktop is connected to. If not, ideally, you should use a laptop because laptops have inbuilt batteries that in case of any power outage, you can always get to save your files or finish that meeting before it goes off. Also, laptops are portable, so you can take it wherever you want to go. Um, some may ask, what about if I'm using an iPad? iPads are also not bad. Uh, tablets are not bad. The only problem with tablets is in certain cases, they're not as versatile as a, an actual laptop. I mean, time and time, these tech companies are trying to improve them. So as you go on, as we go on in life, they may become as you know as capable as your regular laptop or desktop. But if you're just working on, say, documents and just sending and receiving emails, yes, a tablet is good. Battery life on tablets are superb. They can last you a whole day. Um, some people can even just use your smartphones. If, you if you're lucky, you have a very powerful smartphone, something like maybe a Samsung Galaxy Note. You can use the S Pen to even sign documents. So your devices, you have to choose your devices wisely. So right. Speaking about signing documents, yes. Right. That's that's, that's so, so much information. I'm super excited. <laughs> I think we're going to have to extend this conversation probably to next week. But what I want us to do is to get interactive because I want to bring this okay. home to our viewers and to our listeners so that they can ask all the questions they want to ask. Because I'm getting a lot of questions here, both on social media and in other platforms asking, um, so how do I do yeah. this? How do I set up? Where do I go? It's all French to me. I don't understand it. So we want to get interactive um, very quickly. And then once we're waiting for the phone lines to open, then we can sort of continue with a, a bit more of the information. So we're going to get interactive, but we'll do that right after this. Your favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551 
0809-9797 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. Welcome back. This is Masterclass. And so in these moments of increasing uncertainties, firms are compelled to seek tailor-made solutions to reduce risk and grow their businesses. For startup investors, SMEs, business owners, First Code Management Services provide advisory facilitation support for company formation and business setup, for corporate secretarial and business compliance, for accounting, for research and market entry, for training and capacity building. First Code Management Services are your first point of call for all your management support services. Talk to them today or call us on 0302-297-2263 or 0302-297-2264. Locate us at 60A Westlands Boulevard, West Legon, or visit us at www.firstcodelimited.com. First Code Management Services, they say industry, get it right. Going cashless has never been this convenient and exciting. Girls' e-payment systems are now compatible with the GHLink, the national payment platform. Now you can use your GHLink card on all of Girls' POS machines to purchase fuel. The GHLink card offers additional payment options for fuel purchases at Girls' stations in addition to the Go card. Every fuel purchased is recorded automatically on your monthly bank statements, helping cardholders track and manage their expenses. So go ahead today and use your GHLink card to buy fuel and all lubricants from any of girls over 400 stations across Ghana. Go cashless and protect yourself and stick to all the COVID-19 protocols in these times. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Phone lines are now open. Numbers to call 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. How has COVID affected you, especially with reference to how you work remotely away from your workplace? What is the entire conversation around it as it affects you specifically? Yes, you listening to us. We want to hear your story. We always say that life is too short to invent everything ourselves. Let's learn from each other's experiences. Pick up that phone and give us a call. 0302216541. What do you know about working remotely? How have you managed working remotely? Are you even working remotely or do you require your workers to be on site? What is your situation? Pick up that phone, give us a call 0302216541. You can also send us your comments on 055111997. We're waiting for your phone call. So, Kobe, while we're waiting for the 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 calls to come yeah. through, I had a question to ask. Is working right. remotely for every business? Is working remotely for every business? Um, no, working remotely is not for every business. Um, you can't expect a lawyer to go to the court remotely. <laughs> he can work on his cases remotely. Um, a doctor cannot work remotely. He can consult with his, his patients remotely, but for physical interaction and everything, it has to be physical. So certain jobs cannot be done remotely, but they can be made easier. They can be made more efficient by en- um, enabling remote tools. So, for instance, a, a, a doctor could examine a patient via Zoom to see maybe I have a rash and then I need um, a doctor to, to inspect the rash. I could, you know, have a Zoom conversation, uh, a Zoom um, conversation with the doctor. The doctor would look at it and then give me their um, opinions. Alternatively, let's say if I worked in 
legal, like I mentioned, and I had to talk to multiple clients or clients all over the world. I could do that remotely. I could be having a conversation with them. And there are tools that you could use that could help you plan your day, plan your schedules with your clients and all. Well, talking about tools, I mean, I was going to come to that. And I'm happy that you have given that that clarity about whether or not working remotely is for every um, institution. Because I, I think that it's it's important to bring that clarity. Working from um, home, if you like, or remotely, is not necessarily for every single business. It's not necessarily for every single business. But of course, um, I think that because of where we are as as a world, let me put it that way, as a global village, it's also absolutely important that we do not have the mindset that working remotely is for somebody else and it's not for me. You know, it's absolutely important. There are those companies and individuals and institutions which cannot work from home. But for majority of us, you know, like we're saying here in this conversation, working remotely is absolutely possible. It's absolutely possible because like Kobe was saying a few minutes ago, it is absolutely possible to be able to use the tools and systems that exist to help the process of working from home. Numbers to call again, 0302216541. That's 0302216541. Pick up that phone, give us a call. Let us hear what your specific situation is. Clearly, a lot of people are beginning to consider the possibility of working remotely or are being thrust into it. What is your specific experience? 0302216541. You can also send us your comment on 0551111997. Kobe, you were talking about tools. Um, oh, I have a yes. call on the line. Okay, let's let's take the call and then we continue. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Yes. Your name and where you're calling from. Yeah, I'm enjoying the conversation. Um, I just want to contribute to some points that Kobe raised. Right. One, concerning the network connectivity. I think um, if you want to get the network working for you perfectly, one needs to have multiple networks, or let's say SIM cards, because um, I'm using a certain network at home, which is very, very terrible. Very terrible. So I change it and put a different one in there. Instead of downloading, it's downloaded. Mm. Now, when I go to my hometown, for instance, the one which is working perfectly for me at home here, in Chaba here, doesn't help me anymore. Mm. So I need to change the SIM. And the other SIM, which was terrible in Chaba here, seems to be working faster. Mm. So I think, uh, for that matter, uh, talking about the area that you go, I think you need to have multiple uh, internet connectivity. And secondly, I also want to touch on the fact that uh, when, when you are dealing with uh, customers outside your country, one needs to risk your life and your time because uh, when you talk about China, US, for instance, by the time that we are asleep, they are working. So if you are not able to adjust to their time, then you cannot meet their target. So that's my suggestion for you this afternoon. Thank you very much. Very, very wonderful um, contributions there. Kobe, he, he, he draws my attention to, to um, something that's um, if you like, a call to action for all of us, but with particular emphasis on our, our internet providers, our ISPs, if you like. Could you just say, you know, something very quickly about ISP, just maybe like some 30 seconds. This whole thing is is, is coming to play now. It's coming center stage. Institutions have a mm-hmm. primary and a, a secondary link. Most institutions do now. So we were, we're saying that if you're a small yeah. company, you have not done this yet. Consider the possibility of a primary and a secondary. But Kobe, talk to us about the ISPs. When we were all home during the lockdown, everybody was on DSTV and Netflix. At some point, 
the thing kept going around because every everybody yes. was drawing mm-hmm. on the internet. How does that work? Share down on it. Exactly. So basically, it's like um, a pool, and it's a big bowl of food, and we are all eating from it. If we're all eating one, you know, we take one and give to everyone, it wouldn't wouldn't have it wouldn't impact us that that much. Like if we're separating it in different bowls, but we are all eating one bowl. So the person with the big hand is the one getting more food than those of us with a small hand. And he's right about the the switching between networks. I was actually using one network and it just tripped while I was talking in my previous submission. That's why I had to quickly switch to another network. So it's always ideal to have both networks working. I have about four different networks active at every, almost every point in time, just in case one trip one fails to the other one. Yeah. But Kobe, let me yeah. ask you, for the purpose of education, there are those who do internet for big companies because they are big consumers. And you were just talking about yeah. the unit of measure for consumption being megabytes per second. What are some of the other providers so that people know who provides internet? I know we have some of the bigger mm. ISPs. Maybe you can just quickly just go through some of them. We are not advertising for anybody. But just so people know who they are, <laughs> who's providing your internet? Okay, so I, I, I realize that some businesses, the mistake they make is they go with home internet for businesses. It's actually not made for a business, you know, because on a, in a business, you're using multiple devices. And if you're using a, a home provider internet, you're getting that internet from a pool. So going for, let's say, a Vodafone home broadband for your business, you're getting that from a pool. You want to get it from. You want to get Vodafone business for your business, and that comes with extra support and everything. And then you have providers like the Teledata, the Comsys, who actually tailor their services for businesses. I mean, sometimes they can also provide for homes, but their connections are. You can get a dedicated service from them, even with um, the the pool, the big pool like the Vodafones and the the MTNs and the rest. You can also get dedicated services from them. You have to ask the right question. So when you're get, trying to get internet connectivity, those are the things that you need to look out for. Ask the question, is it dedicated or are we sharing? Am I part of a shared pool? Once you know that, then you know how to tailor it. And then your own system at home, I mean, in your business, your router, you find someone getting gigabit internet and then using a 1000 or fast ethernet um, switch. That's a bottleneck. So it's like getting water direct from Ghana water and then you put a water hose so under a garden hose at the end. The pressure that is coming with that garden hose cannot carry and distribute it accordingly. So you need to get an equally large hose to pick that water so you can distribute it. So if you're a business, what we are saying is that your internet setup is something that you shouldn't assume um, you know how to do it or you should get proper professional support in setting up your internet support because that becomes a bedrock of all your communication going on from there okay having gotten that correct um talking about working from home you you spoke about desktops and laptops naturally if i'm going to be working remotely i can't be carrying um my pentium 3 on my back and setting up it so clearly we're looking at mobile devices is it safe mm-hmm. to use public internet a lot of people look at this thing and so they're in airports they're in hotels you see people, you know, they go and sit in the hotel, buy a cup of tea, and then they are working away, which will be beautiful because the environment is relaxing. But they're using public yeah. internet to do office work. Talk to us about that very briefly also. Airport internet, right. so like hotel I internet, that, public internet. It's, it's good if you're using it for casual browsing. Like maybe you're accessing Google, you're checking um, 
the news or something. But the moment you start to do sensitive stuff, like you're entering information, don't forget that the moment you enter that information on your computer, it leaves your computer and flies across the internet to that destination that you're sending it to. And you're not the only person enjoying that free uh, internet. That it could be a lot of players on that network. Some could be hackers, some could be spies. And if I realize if, if someone is sitting on the network and they have a, a listening device, they could be listening in for credit card information, for username and password, because they don't stay on your device. The moment you enter your username and your password, and hit enter, it goes across the network to the destination that you're sending it to. And that person could play what we call the man in the middle attack mm. and then intercept that information. They could either change it or they could just store it for themselves. So you want to be sure that you're not doing any sensitive stuff. If you're doing anything, it has to be end-to-end -end encrypted. Like, for instance, WhatsApp messages are said to be end-to-end -end encrypted. That means that before it leaves your device, it's encrypted. By the time it gets to the destination, then it's decrypted at the destination. So anyone in the middle cannot you know, intercept Interception that. data. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise it because, you know, the more we keep saying the hunter learns to shoot without missing, the birds also learn to fly without perching. Without, so you without may think, landing, oh, indeed. Yes. But that has probably found a way to beat your encryption. Beautiful. If you're just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. We're discussing working remotely and everything else that it comes with. You can just give us a call quickly. We're interactive right now. Give us a call, 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. Or send us your comments on 055-11-11997. What is your specific experience on working from home? Have you been working from home? How long have you been working from home? What are some of the challenges that you've had? Pick up that phone and give us a call. <clears throat> In these moments of increasing uncertainties, firms are compelled to seek tailor-made solutions to reduce risk and grow their businesses. For startup investors, SMEs, and business owners, First Code Management Services provide advisory and facilitation support for company formation and business setup, for corporate secretarial and business compliance, for accounting, for research and market entry, for training and capacity building. First Code Management Services are your first point of call for management support services, Talk to us today or call us on 0302-297-2263 or 0302-297-2264. Locate us at 60A Westlands Boulevard, West Legon, or visit us at www.firstcodelimited.com. Industry, they say, it gets it right. Let's hear your story. What's your specific situation? Still got a few minutes here on the show. 0302 216 How have you been working remotely? Have you been working remotely at all? Let's hear what your story is. So, Kobe, while we're waiting for the phone lines to ring, we've, we've, yeah. we've spoken about the ISPs, we've spoken about the devices. Let's talk a bit about the attitude and we'll be, we'll, we'll be spending a bit more time going into that. But the mindset of working from home, what are the things to look out for? You know, I, I know it's a big conversation, but what should people look out for? Um, I say that because sometimes people are a bit relaxed when they're working remotely and they forget that the same securities that may exist within your organizational space may not exist outside of the organizational space. So shoulder surfing, people picking your passwords, password management, all of that. And as you talk about that, tell us about passwords. How strong should a password be? Should you write it down? One individual has about <laughs> 10 passwords. I, this happened to me personally. So I once stood at an ATM and tried to use my shell card pin 
and after two two attempts, I realized that it wasn't coming out, and I noticed that <laughs> I was using the wrong pin. We can't remember all yeah. the passwords and passcodes, but you you people say we shouldn't write it down. How do we manage all of that <laughs> in the context of working remotely? Share some thoughts with us. One minute, if you can. Okay. So with the passwords, um, it's two things. Either you have a system or you get a password manager. Now, password manager is a, is a software that you just install. And anytime you try to sign into a website or anything, it will generate a password for you and it will save it as well. So when you, whenever you try to access that website or that service, it would fill in that password for you or you can, so you just use that one password for password manager. It can enter it. It's like a, a diary with a pad, with a padlock. So anytime you want to go in there, you open the padlock, take a peek at that password, and then you close it, or it will fill it in for you. If it's on your device, you can use your biometrics, maybe your fingerprints or your face ID, depending on which device you're using. Now, if you're going to be using a system, um, you have to understand how passwords are broken into. It's usually what we call a brute force attack, where passwords a lot of dictionary words have been put together, passwords which have been hacked over time, have been put together in a very huge database. And these hackers just keep retrying over time to get in. So if your password is a common word that can be found in the dictionary, is a password that has been hacked before, it's definitely in a database somewhere and they will try it and they would get in. So um, I have a client who uses our local language, GA specifically for password. So <laughs> a password could be a guy word like Kolomo, you know, and then the, the, the figures and E could be a three and O could be the zero and, you know, all those things just because you won't find but that in you, a dictionary. But, but if you make it so complicated, you forget it yourself. Aha. Uh-huh. But if it's a system that you made yourself and you're used to it, it <laughs> it's very unlikely that you'd, you'd forget. But ideally, I've been using... I mean, I have to change my password almost every quarter. I've made it, uh, you know, uh, I've made it a, a, a job, a task, or a habit to change my password every three months. It's very difficult. I've gotten to a point when I was trying to enter a password, and I wondered, was it this one or that one? Why did the symbol come? Did it come before or after? But then after two tries, and I remembered. We, it's until such a time when we find a better system than what we have now, we still have to rely on passwords and two um, FA. So even though it's difficult right. remembering all of them. Right. Very briefly, we're yeah. almost out of time. Password manager. Twenty seconds, if you can. Yeah. Behavior. What should be our, our mindset when we're working remotely um, with with you know with an attempt to um, enhance security? Well, they say man know thyself, right? So if you know that you are very um, you're not you're not the the person that can be that remembers things. You should find a software that sort of like a reminder. Have it on your computer or your phone, and set alarm 